Uh, back here in Beaver Creek Precious Metal Summit, we continue with some more interviews and corporate updates. Now happy to welcome in Tony Rita. He is the CEO of Tectonic Metals. Tectonic Metals does trade on the Venture Exchange with the symbol T-E-C-T. And for the U.S. investors, they have an OTC QB listing with T-E-T-O-F. Tony, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Always looking sharp and dapper <laughs> as usual. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> um, give us a general sense of, you know, this, what is it, third day here at Beaver Creek? What's, yeah. what's, what's uh, kind of been the general theme in your meetings? You know what? The the meetings have been going really well. Um, it's just also great to interact with our industry on an, on, on an in-person basis. And like most conferences, the, you know, the markets are kind of crashing around us. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of ironic how that always is the case. But uh, that aside, um, our stock's actually in the green and, you know, really productive meetings. So I'm really happy to be here and obviously in a beautiful setting as well. It doesn't hurt either. Uh, you just, uh, I think you just closed a, a big private placement. So I don't think you're out here looking for money. And that's a good thing. Um, but tell us a general, you know, about the financing and really what the plan is uh, for this, for, for the rest of the summer and into the fall. Yeah, most definitely. So the financing was closed uh, early July. We raised $2.4 million. The bulk of that cash is going into the ground. We were able to execute a drill program on our 70-mile project. So those assays are pending. We're also using the capital to go and do our inaugural flat exploration program. So that program involves two phases. Phase one is metallurgy. We are blessed to have all the historic, most of the historical core stored in a warehouse by our native partner. Um, We have holes from 12 grams over 24 meters all the way to 0.98 grams over 80 meters. So we've kicked off a metallurgical campaign to demonstrate that the mineralization is amenable to leaching and possibly a free milling opportunity. And then we're going in the field to do some ground truthing, soil sampling, and trenching here in a few weeks. Very good. Remind me, is this a year-round project? Uh, At present, it's not, no. But uh, at some point with more success, I do envision that eventually unfolding. That being said, uh, you spend more on divorce lawyers if you work, keep your (laughs) geologist in the season (laughs) out there for a full year. You know, taking a break, believe it or not, is not only healthy from a mental perspective, but you need to digest the geological information that comes in. And sometimes that process can take months to fully understand. So um, I do encourage breaks. Right now, the season, depending on the project, is anywhere from, you know, the end of April, early May to the end of October. You could push it possibly till early November. But again, depending on what you're what you're actually doing what type of activity okay um so you know, it, 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 i think it's any company that can go out here in this market and be able to raise a little mm-hmm. bit of cash is mm-hmm. obviously important yes obviously it's going to allow you to keep moving forward but you also need to be very mindful of preserving that as much as possible because we don't know when this is going to come mm-hmm. to an end. Right? Mm-hmm. So tell us how you're kind of managing the preservation of the company's capital. Mm. Okay, well that's that's a good point. So the capital raise was actually predicated on putting most of it in the field. We're thankful that our, some of our existing shareholders not only uh, participate in the financing but actually increased their share position in our company. So Crestcat, for example, is now our single largest shareholder. On a partially diluted basis, they own about 24% of our company. They love the targets, they love the projects. And at the end of the day, if you're not drilling, you're not finding anything. So especially in these markets, you do need drill results to create value. 
that being said, it is a two-edged sword. Um, you know, you have to be thinking about, okay, your next capital raise. I do feel that our shareholders, such as Crestcat, continue to support us. And with their encouragement to go spend the money in the field, that they'll be here on the next and subsequent round. So, you know, raising capital is important, but, you know, who is giving you that money? What do they want? What's their objective? Is it short-term money? For example, you know, is it a retail uh, trader trying to get in, trying to get out after a four-month hold period? Is it a fund with 10-year money so they don't face the wrath of redemptions? Mm-hmm. And so they, they have a specific investment thesis, um, and they go ahead and apply it. So all this takes, you know, we take this all into consideration, and obviously, you know, we want quality supportive shareholders that are aligned with our vision understand the risks associated with the exploration space and what we're trying to do and also appreciate the potential upside mother nature or drilling like this doesn't happen overnight you have to be patient and have patience and have a a demonstrated pedigree of raising capital in the in the toughest of times so everyone asks oh what's your biggest win or what's this you know what i my my response to them is that you know i want to when i look to invest i want to know if they've been through a bear market have they been able to source uh, or find other sources of capital in tough times uh do they have the stamina and the wherewithal to persevere because this industry as we all know is insanely volatile and it can cripple you very fast. Right. <laughs> and you know, we're, I'm I'm not saying that we're bulletproof, but by no means, you know, we face a you know and incur a lot of stress and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But we kind of know the game we're playing too at the same time. Uh, I asked this. I asked somebody earlier this week, mm-hmm. um, th- and I'm going to pose the same question to you because you had mentioned kind of that buy and hold uh, shareholder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, book that everybody's looking for. Is it? How challenging is it right now to go out and find, I guess it could be new or even existing shareholders, but that keep that buy and hold mentality because we continue to, it seems like we are winding down from this short, short-term gains type of mentality in the investment community. Yeah, it, it's challenging. You know, <laughs> there, there are few and far between uh, funds or, or investors deploying capital right now. You know, a lot of people talk about being a contrarian investor. Well, bullshit. <laughs> Most people are trend followers. And the reality is we're all in this together. So we're all experiencing the pain in the, mi- mu- in the markets right now. So finding investors or funds that actually have capital to deploy, and not only have capital, but actually have the courage to deploy mm-hmm. is is really hard. And I would say Crestcat is probably one of the most active investors. They definitely have a long-term thesis approach, um, you know, on sort of the macro picture with the gold and also the sort of the renaissance that's going to occur with exploration, the importance of it. So they've been deploying and cutting checks. But, yeah, it is, it is hard. It, in, the, in a bull market, for example, I'll use the analogy, you can cast a net and catch fish. Right now, it's <laughs> forget the net. You know, you're you're harpooning whatever you can, or you know, casting one single rod to find one single shareholder. Um, yeah, that's just the nature of the beast right now. Yeah. Uh, so if Crescat comes in, how much you say they own? Twenty three percent on a company? partially diluted basis. Twenty four percent. Twenty four percent. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty hefty chunk for ownership in any company. It is. Does it? Does it come with terms on as a board seat or anything of that along those lines? Uh, ironically, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, not that we're opposed to that, but no, they haven't put uh, any of those uh, 
uh, terms forward. They they do have a right to maintain, and and we respect that obviously. So I don't I see that as a positive, and we do have another large shareholder. So you know, speaking going back to your question about trying to find investors in the, the toughest time to deploy capital in 2020 when COVID hit North America, we were, I was at PDAC and was starting to unravel here in a big way. And if you recall the broader markets, the Dow, the Nasdaq, they were tanking like just historically like just getting killed. And we started looking, you know, to different sources. So one of those sources, which I planted a seed with, uh, say, a year ago, a year ago prior to 2020, um, was our native partner. So one of Alaska's largest native corporations decided to become our single largest shareholder prior to Crestcat. They got bumped by Crestcat now. Now they're the number two. But um, that's an example of how you have to just think outside the box and what a great uh, honor it is to have them as a shareholder. So, you know, we're using native capital to explore native land and, you know, they, they provide us capital in a time of need and they've now done this two other times. So <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, you, you got to think, uh, you got to get creative sometimes. And uh, I always, you know, when someone's willing to step up, I don't mind, you know, even you know, whether it's a board appointee or a right to maintain, those are definitely... Uh, perks that are warranted yeah um you mentioned the metallurgical program that, mm-hmm. that, that's been announced i'm just kind of curious of re- information regarding news flow in the coming mm-hmm. weeks or mm-hmm. months as we kind of you know get through the last quarter sure um expect drill results from our 70 mile project and then in addition to that we have the metallurgical results and then we will be soil sampling and trenching uh, flat, so expect those results. We are contemplating uh, perhaps another late season initiative that's uh, still just an idea, but right now that's what our investors can expect between now and say the end of the year. Okay, very good. What else do you want people listening to know? Oh, wow. That's a great uh, <laughs> open ended question. Um, <laughs> you can put the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know. Uh, as someone, you know, I started investing in junior mining stocks at the age of 21. I'm 47 years old. And I've so I've, I've endured a few bear markets. Uh, the 1997 Briex crash, uh, that wasn't enough. I just decided to endure a bit of pain in the, the tech bubble in 2002. <laughs> and then I finally wrote off investing until 2005 when I joined a company called Kamenak Gold Corporation. And that was my first investment in, uh, you know, probably about five, six years there. Um, and then 2008 happened, and then 2013, the floor fell out of gold. So what I, what I would say to potential investors is that if you can endure the pain, there is going to be a turn, turnaround here. Most people, a lot of people have asked me as of late, you know, is this the bottom? And my response is, well, it sure as hell ain't the top. <laughs> <laughs> and so it doesn't mean that's going to be an overnight success. You know, 2008 was a great example where the markets got tanked. In 2009, we saw an exponential rebound in S&P mining, 500 mining, sorry, S&P mining index. If you follow that, it was a clear demonstration of just a vertical leap upward. Are we going to face the exact same thing? I don't know. I will say the fundamentals are better now than they were in 08. And there's definitely not only uh, a desire to be into safe metals such mm-hmm. as gold, but the supply demand side of things from whether it's the major mining companies looking for the next tier one deposits. There's definitely a backdrop here that's much healthier than 2008, all things all things considered. So endure a bit of pain and, uh, you know, bet on management first and foremost. Projects, 99% of them will fail. So bet on a team that can endure and has demonstrated that they can endure a bear market. 
Sound advice there, Tony. Thanks so much for You're that. You're welcome. All right. Uh, that's uh, your update from Tectonic Metals. They do trade on the Venture Exchange with T-E-C-T and on the OTCQB with T-E-T-O-F. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.